Welcome to Done With Debauchery, a sobriety and wellness podcast where you'll hear honest experiences about navigating life and relationships without alcohol, how to pursue your own personal wellness journey, and share intimate conversations with special guests. I'm your host, Keisha Scott. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Done With Debauchery. First things first, thank you for your patience in me getting this episode out to you. I know it is long overdue. I've been back from my trip for a few weeks. As you know, I was in Mexico for a week, then came home. I got right back into the swing of things, and now I've been sick for a week. So today is the first day that I am feeling slightly better, but please excuse me if my voice isn't 100% how it normally sounds and if I sound a little congested. I'm so sorry. I'm doing the best that I can. So this week, I'm bringing you the long-awaited recap of my first sober vacation, aka my best friend's destination wedding in Mexico. So we went to Pudamita with a group of about 40 people. And just to give you some context, I've lived in a different city than my best friend for about the last 12 years. So she now has a completely different friend group than what we had when I lived there and we lived in the same city. So I've met a lot of her friends over the years. I've never had a like very close relationships with any of them just because I haven't had the opportunity. And of course, I know her family, her immediate family really well. And I've met cousins and aunts and uncles uh, over the years. So I knew people going in. Um, but my best friend and her fiance, now husband, were probably, well, obviously the closest people that I had there besides my mom and my stepdad. So a lot of people that I was friendly with, but didn't really have deep relationships with. And it kind of, it didn't get, I don't want to say it gave me anxiety thinking about going on a vacation with like 40 acquaintances, but you never know how people are going to act towards you not drinking. How many times am I going to have to tell the story? Is it going to be a big deal? So just like a lot of unanswered questions going into it. But my best friend hypes up my sobriety so much that obviously people already knew that I didn't drink. She's already turned people onto the podcast. She, honestly, she's so sweet. There was a Facebook group for the resort and people would post questions and somebody else inquired about the non-alcoholic drink options. So of course she's screenshotting it to me before we go, sending it to me. She's reaching out to her wedding coordinator in Mexico, making sure that there's going to be non-alcoholic beers at the resort available for me. So she was really doing it all on top of planning a wedding in another country. So I appreciated that so much. And to be completely honest, before the trip, I didn't really have any pre-vacation jitters or any anxiety about not drinking, I feel like I didn't really have the time to like even process those feelings or what it might be like because I was so busy with work, last minute errands for the wedding, 
the airline I was supposed to fly on canceled my flight like a month before the wedding. So I ended up having to rebook another flight. It ended up being fine. It was the same day, but just other things to focus my energy and my stressors on that I didn't really have the time to be worrying about how am I going to explain to everybody that I'm not drinking. That was just something that was going to have to come when I arrived. So on the day of my flight, my flight is now at nine in the morning and I'm flying out of Pearson International. And apparently the same day, we're supposed to be getting a huge snowstorm in Toronto. So I'm like hoping the snow doesn't come before my flight, feeling kind of serendipitous because if I was on the original flight that was supposed to take off that afternoon that the other airline canceled, I may not have made it out of the city that day or the next day because the airlines preemptively canceled a bunch of their flights. So the canceled flight truly felt like a blessing in disguise and that I was getting there. I needed to be there and the universe was working its magic in advance to make sure that I was there. So I got to the airport. I was probably there, I think around like 7.30. And it wasn't until I was kind of like walking through the airport, getting to my gate, that it really kind of hit me that like, the airport, I think the best way to describe it is like a lawless place when it comes to alcohol. People are drinking at six in the morning, like before their flights, they're getting home from flights and drinking. Like there's no rules about drinking because you're quote unquote, like on vacation. So I definitely did notice, I think more more than I would have before, people that were drinking alcohol in the morning before their flights. No judgment. I have done it and have been there, but it was just something that stood out to me for sure. Then when I got on the plane, again, the flight was like 9am, like maybe take off at 9.30, And as soon as as soon as the flight attendant started coming around with that little cart of drinks, you better believe that people are drinking on their way to Mexico. And again, it was something that didn't even really like cross my mind. And I definitely used to drink on flights. I don't think that I would ever get like drunk or shit faced. But if I was flying home to Winnipeg to see my family, back to Toronto or going on vacation, I would definitely be having drinks on the plane. And it really kind of just hit me watching all of these people going on vacation and kind of associating vacation and celebration with consuming alcohol. And that's how they're getting ready to enjoy their week or however long in the sun is by drinking alcohol. So those two things were things that I was not really mentally prepared for. Not that I felt triggered to drink in those moments, but it was just kind of just like information gathering of, okay, like there is going to be a lot of alcohol and I'm going to be exposed to a lot of different situations that alcohol may or may not be involved in that I haven't been tested in yet. So I do really need to be aware of how I'm feeling. I do also remember on that flight on my way to Mexico, I was waiting for the washroom at the back of the plane 
And there was these women, they were having a great time. Like they were going on their girls trip, it looked like. And they were chatting with the flight attendant asking how much longer until landing. And the flight attendant said, let's say an hour left on the flight. The women start laughing and they're saying, oh, that's two more wines then until landing. And they were actually processing time in the number of drinks that they could have before landing. So it was it was an interesting experience to say the least. I ended up having two peppermint teas on the plane and an airplane pasta. And I was thriving by the time we landed. Since I was flying from a different city, I actually landed in Puerto Vallarta before the rest of the group. So I had my own transportation to the hotel in Punta Mira and I was at the hotel. I think it was like five hours before everybody else was arriving. So I really had time to decompress from my flight, get the lay of the land and just kind of settle in before everyone else arrived, which I feel like was such a key part of the travel experience for me. And I forgot to mention that going into it, I knew that I was going to need options to drink. So I actually brought a huge number of different non-alcoholic options in my luggage. I actually ended up having to bring a second suitcase as a carry-on because the weight from all the liquids of all the cans and the bottle of Larjol non-alcoholic wine that I brought was so heavy. My suitcase was over the limit. And I had to bring a second one on the plane. The bride didn't even have two suitcases, but I had an extra suitcase basically full of fucking non-alcoholic drink options. I don't regret it for a second. So I brought a huge selection of options. I brought a bottle of my favorite non-alcoholic wine, which is the Larjol Oh my God, I don't even know actually what it's called, but it's like a Sauvignon Blanc dupe. I brought my favorite Liars can. So they have the Amalfi Spritz, which is really similar to an Aperol Spritz. The Liars Classico can, which is almost like a Prosecco. And then I had my favorite non-alcoholic beer, which is the Groovy Juicy IPA. My mom actually brought me cans from Winnipeg as well. She had leftover non-alcoholic drinks from when I visited, so she brought me five of those in her suitcase. I also brought a Noni G&T, and then I had... I forget the brand name, but it's basically um, an Amaretto Sour, non-alcoholic Avi, but... I brought so many of these drinks that I thought that I was going to be slamming all day long. And I was so surprised at how little I actually drank. I had this idea that I was going to be wanting to drink as many drinks as I would have been if I was drinking alcohol. Because you think all day at a non at an all-inclusive, sorry, you're sitting at the swim-up bar, or at least this is how... I used to all inclusive and you're having drink after drink after drink. And that just wasn't the reality for me when I removed the alcohol. I maybe had one or two of my non-alcoholic cans staggered throughout the day, 
the resort also had amazing flavored waters like fruit waters with mint and cucumber um, and different flavors all throughout the resort. They also had water bottle refill stations. That was a water filtration system basically at every turn. So I brought a big um, insulated mug and was just like refilling that with water at every turn. So I was probably the most hydrated person on the resort. And the bartenders and the resort was super accommodating. Once they knew that I didn't drink, they would see me and they, they just knew. They had Heineken 0.0 as their non-alcoholic beer at the resort. It was a little challenging to track down on the first day. They only had it at one bar. But once they knew that I wanted it and I was going to be by the pool bar, which was where we set up kind of every day, there were non-alcoholic beers there for me. So it was just a matter of doing a little bit of legwork on days one and two. And it was set up. They also had different non-alcoholic menus on some of the bars. They were willing to alter some of their recipes that were easy to do to give me a non-alcoholic option. So I drank probably a hundred non-alcoholic mango mojitos. I had a non-alcoholic strawberry mojito, non-alcoholic margaritas that were blended. There was just so many options that I didn't even miss the alcohol. It was also so amazing for me that nobody in the group tried to pressure me to drink or even really like pride at my reasoning why. As soon as they knew that I didn't drink, that was it. It was a period no stop. Like no was a complete sentence and I didn't have to explain myself, which I didn't think going into it that I would have to or that there would be a lot of like pressure. I'm going with a group of adults. Everyone respects everyone's own decision, but it was just nice to like, it just added that layer of comfort for me. Something else that I noticed that was really sweet was that I wasn't forgotten when people made trips to the bar. Like a lot of the times it would be so easy to go up, get around to drinks, maybe all the same thing that have alcohol, and come back to the group at the table and not get a one non-alcoholic drink. Because if I'm not drinking alcohol, I'm probably not going through as many drinks as someone who is drinking alcohol. But I was never forgotten. People would go up, they'd get the round of alcoholic drinks, and they would bring me back my non-alcoholic mango mojito. Or they would at least ask me, what can I get you from the bar? Do you want this non-alcoholic option? Like, People were tuned in and they were making an effort, which was just such a nice experience for me. And to be honest, not everybody on the trip was drinking. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, like a shit show, like college party. I don't think that's what I had in mind, but it may also just be the difference of going on vacation with people who are in their 30s and 40s. Not everybody is there to get shit-faced because that's not always a good time on vacation. People were really making it a priority to feel good in the mornings. We went on a hike at 6.45. Don't get me started. I know that my best friend is listening to this. She really wanted to do it. I actually secretly had fun, but I did complain the whole time 
there were some photos of me where I don't look pleased, but it was actually an amazing day. So like anything that I can do that's going to put a smile on her face, I'm going to do it. So we had a good time. And nobody was hungover for it because waking up, doing physical activity, and being together as a group was more important. So the actual day of the wedding, I think, was the one day that I was the most curious about how I was going to feel without alcohol because I also haven't been to a wedding sober yet. This was my first sober vacation and my first wedding sober. So it was a real double whammy, if you will. But once the day actually came, I knew that drinking was not something that I wanted as part of that day. I go into almost like a manager mode when there's something important to me going on or something that's emotional, stressful. I kind of go on this like autopilot where I'm going to take care of business. So I was very much in that mode on the wedding day. I wanted my best friend and her husband to have the best day possible. And it was just so important that everything went as smoothly as possible. So as soon as we started going through the motions of the day, hair and makeup, getting dressed, getting her into her dress, going down there, like the ceremony, like I'm so happy that I was 100% clear and present to witness their, I don't want to say union, that was going to sound so weird, but to witness their love, like, it was so beautiful that I wouldn't want to experience it any other way. Once the actual ceremony was done and the bridal party was exiting exiting the wedding area, the hotel staff was handing out glasses of champagne as they do at a wedding and they handed me a glass, but I realized it wasn't hue like the yellow hue that a champagne or a wine would normally be. And the guy looked at me and he said, that's Sprite. And that was just kind of such a meaningful and important moment for me that like the hotel pre-thought that like they know that I'm in this wedding party group and I don't drink alcohol and they thought to have a Sprite for me at the end of at the end of the ceremony. So that I thought was so thoughtful and so sweet. I don't know if my best friend planned it. I feel like there's a very good chance that she could have. But either way, the fact that again, I was thought of, I was able to cheers, celebrate part of every step of the day and I didn't need alcohol for it to be important and for it to be special. Uh, even at dinner, I brought down my liar's can of Classico. I toasted with that in my champagne flute. I had to keep letting the staff know, like, don't top me up, don't top me up. This is something different. But it was amazing. I ended up staying up till four in the morning we were at the disco partying till four in the morning. I was beyond exhausted, but my best friend was dancing her heart out and her mom was still up. So I, I, I said I was going to stay up at least until the mother of the bride went to bed and she stayed until four. So I too was there until four. All in all, for my first sober vacation, I feel like this was... 
a 10 out of 10. Like, it couldn't have gone better. The non-alcoholic options couldn't have been better. The crew couldn't have been better. That's something that I want to say is so important. It's about the company you keep. It's the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you are choosing to let into your life and into your circle. If they're not going to support your decisions because they want to get fucked up on vacation, those are not your people, let me tell you. I also think having a clear mindset and setting those intentions for your first sober vacation are going to be such a game changer. Alcohol was not even an option for me going into the trip. Like, I had just reached my one year of sobriety, which was a huge milestone, and I just, I didn't want to throw it all away, and if I was going to drink at some point, it was not going to be on my best friend's wedding vacation and fucking ruining her trip. Like, not only would that make me feel shitty, make me just ruin the week for me if I chose to drink, but I know how she would have felt and I could never do that to her either. So I made it through. Honestly, it was easier than I thought it was going to be. I'm trying to think if there were any real moments when I felt like, fuck, I wish I could have a drink. And there's only one that I can really think of in my mind that was one day at breakfast and I was watching one of the staff pour mimosas and that was something I would have loved to have on vacation if I was drinking but it was a fleeting moment I saw it I thought about it the moment passed it was never an urge that I'm gonna go I'm gonna order one and I'm gonna drink it it was like oh like that could be fun but I could also just go make that exact same thing in my room and feel amazing after So that's it, friends. That is a recap of my first sober vacation. If you have any specific questions about, honestly, anything to do with the trip, DM me on Instagram at donewithdebauchery, or you can slide into my email inbox, which is donewithdebauchery at gmail.com. But thank you so much for listening. Again, I apologize for this voice. I hope it will be gone soon. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This is Keisha signing off on another episode of Done With Debauchery. If you liked what you heard, please share and subscribe. You can also find me at donewithdebauchery.com or follow along on Instagram at donewithdebauchery. Thanks for listening.